We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It's March 7th. It's 2023. We have a nice eight-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast, joined by my good buddy Keith Eister. Eyes 819. What's happening, Keith? Not too much. Got a pretty good night going in the NBA here. Um, hit some nice bets, had Maxi over points, Trey Young over points. Hit the heat money line live after the Hawks shot the lights out in the first half. So that was a nice plus money spot. Um, and got there's a lot of scoring going on in the NBA. We were talking about that before we came on here. Overtime in Boston, Cleveland, ton of points in Philly, like just crazy stuff. So gonna need a lot to take down a tournament tonight. And if you're like me and play Blake Griffin, you're not gonna take a tournament down <laughs> uh, tonight. So hey, we can't get them all right. I was committed though. Like I, I was committed. I was going to do it and I did it and it didn't work. 
Um, I went like also, 80% on Bagley, and, and he played 36 minutes and did not get there. Unbelievable. I feel like you really, on Monday, say you really had to have Halliburton. Um, monster monster game from Therese Halliburton. Was it 70, 70 DraftKings points, I think, is what he ended up with. So, like, you had to have Halliburton. He had, like, a monster game. And what was crazy was that Miami-Atlanta game – what was it it was a combined like a 258 points and there was some cheap players that did well but i mean the hawks like you just look at it trey young did not do well Dejounte did not crush so it was a weird like it's just a weird night for like scoring and there's nothing better than like march basketball uh because we're gonna get this all all month all month there's gonna be High scoring games where it doesn't make a lot of sense and it works out sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. Um, it didn't work out. Lillard smashed. I took his fantasy pick 'em point um total and that didn't work. So um it, but he scored like 75 fantasy points. So like yeah, you he can't the even like, <laughs> it's like it's just go get crazy. But I mean it's it's March um NBA. You're gonna I mean you're gonna have nights where it's like wow. I hit everything and you're going to have nights like, man, I was right on these games and it, it just didn't work out. So, um, I mean, it's fun. It's fun time of year. I, I, for one did not want to stack that Philadelphia, Indiana game. I thought that like, if you were playing in bead, you can run it back with Halliburton. But I mean, I guess technically you, you got what you wanted from one of the two. Um, so interesting nights ready to move on. And, get started on this nice little eight game slate what's up youtube i see you guys hanging out hope you're having a fantastic monday night big money thanks for the awesome comment of best podcast out right now listen this podcast has been out for a long time long time april of 2016 april 4th 2016 was the first ever morning grind podcast so um thanks for hanging out thanks for listening appreciate the kind words and that's crazy that's this is one of the first it? pieces of content that i found i started playing dfs at the end of 2016 and i mm -hmm. used to listen to you every morning um to set up the baseball slate or the basketball slate whatever but definitely been like even before i was a part of rotor grinders like content i was consuming absolutely so great way to start the day yeah man um listen our our most popular podcast is definitely baseball. And I feel it makes a lot of sense because baseball doesn't change as much from the night before to lock like basketball does, but I appreciate everyone listening. I'm so excited for baseball season. I've been digging in a lot today. Like I haven't dug into baseball all off season and I started digging into stuff today, trying to get ready for the season. So that's my next like few weeks when I can squeeze it in in between NASCAR and stuff. So thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks for hanging out and let's jump in. We got eight games. We start with my Speaking magic NASCAR got... real quick. Have you, have you hit the winner every single week so far this year? I know you had William Byron on, on Sunday. I believe you've, yeah. you've picked the outright so, winner. Every so week. got the clash, <laughs> got the two duels. Did not. I, I had a bet on Stenhouse that I made in Nashville before, like as I was almost crossing the border, but I didn't write it up. Shame on me. Um, and then we hit we hit Auto Club and we hit um, Las Vegas past weekend. So missed the 500. 
Well, that one's pretty. One tough. of the first times I didn't <laughs> like recommend betting Stenhouse, and I didn't even bet a lot on it. I think it was like twenty bucks, and man, just shame on myself for that. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a really strong start to the NASCAR season. I think we're like forty units up to start the year. Um, so crazy. Hey, listen, you got to take it when it's <laughs> running good. I, I mean, because. NASCAR betting is like the craziest thing. You could go on a super hot streak and then you can get super cold. Uh, like this weekend coming up for NASCAR is going to be very interesting. It's a new package and all the drivers are just saying, whoever hits it right on the sim and whoever hits it right unloading the car is going to be really fast. So, I mean, maybe that's good. We'll see. But anyway, we digress. We move on. Bucks Magic, 232 and a half total here. Bucks, a seven-point favorite. Going up against my Magic. Man, I, I want the match to be good again. I, I again, it was like Dwight Howard days. I like rooting for the Magic, but I really wish they were good in again. Anyway, Wendell Carter Jr. is questionable. Gary Harris is questionable. Jonathan Isaac is out. <sighs> On the Milwaukee side, Drogic is out. Um, Drew Holiday is questionable, and Wesley Matthews is out. Giannis is showing questionable on the fantasy sites, but he is probable on the injury report for what it's worth. We'll go Bucks first, heading into Orlando. What are your thoughts here on Milwaukee? I mean, Giannis is, is up at 12-4. It's very similar to the Embiid situation from Monday night. Right? Like, there's some blowout risk here. Orlando's done a decent job of, of keeping games close, and you never want to play for the blowout. Like, we saw... Indiana hang around because Halliburton was just going crazy. So maybe you find that Orlando piece to to run back Giannis with, and this game stays close. Um, definitely some risk. Probably won't be my highest exposure, but certainly a good matchup. Um, but you, you've got to pay for him, and you do have that risk that, that he's not going to play the full minutes. I do feel good that he got up to 36 minutes again in his last one when he first came back out of the All-Star break. Seemed like he was limited a little bit. He was dealing with the the wrist injury and something else, like a quad or a hip or something like that. Um, but seems like he's past the injury troubles. Um, been mid thirties minutes his last two, so feel good about the minutes as long as the game stays close. But that's kind of what we're worried about here. If Holiday misses, then you can start looking at some of these secondary pieces. Um, somebody like Javon Carter, uh, Grayson Allen, even should should be able to put up a few more shots. Um, Still don't think Middleton's going to get quite the amount of run that you need, 6,400. He's probably going to play like 26, 27 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if Holiday li- misses, maybe you go a little bit deeper. You can look at Allen, Connaughton, Carter, uh, maybe even Ingles, but uh, otherwise probably just Giannis for me if Holiday plays. We're seeing the Bucks play really well right now. They've won nine of their last ten games. They're kind of cruising a little bit here. Um, I mean, the one seed is definitely important in the East. I think that you're really going to like where you're at if you're the one seed. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the magic are kind of in like no man's land as far as like the season goes as a whole. So it's not like I, I you know, we talk about Detroit punting games here, um, Charlotte punting games, Spurs, Rockets. I mean, these all, those four teams are really in the hunt for the three, um, you know, worst teams in the NBA kind of thing, but um the magic they're kind of in no man's land you know i think they want to continue to get these young guys minutes i think we see maybe even more minutes here for like young guys and like some of these younger rotations so maybe the game stays closer um you know i mean they're going to be pushing i feel like so i think for that reason um i think Giannis is in play 
you know, we're going to be comparing Giannis and Luca. We'll have to kind of see what's going to happen with like the Philadelphia news, second end of a back-to-back. Do they send anybody? Um, you know, Anthony Davis is another guy up here towards the top. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of conversations to be had at like the top end. Um, you know, we get right past the top end. You got Curry and SGA, you got Randall, you got marketing. So is Giannis in play? Yes, he is. Has he had like that blow up game recently? No, he really hasn't. Like the last time uh, was the beginning of February, February 4th was his last like big game. Um, so yes, the minutes are back. The shot attempts, I, the minutes didn't bother me as much, but like the shot attempts, this is a guy that like, there's nights that he takes like 30 plus shots. So the shot attempts are, are the concerning thing for me on Giannis with Middleton back with drew playing solid, you know, Brooke Lopez playing well, like he just, I don't feel like we're going to see 30 shot attempt Giannis. Um, And I think they, they win games with how it's kind of working out. So maybe Giannis is just a really good, like 60 point play. And I don't know if that's enough on an eight game slate ceiling wise um, with some of these other plays, but we're, we're sitting here, you know, complaining about a guy only scoring 60 and <laughs> it's just because, you know, salary caps, a thing uh, we're building DFS lineups. And at the end of the day, you know what these prices come up to matter. So for me on Milwaukee, I don't really love a lot. I, I mean, Brooke Lopez's price is up. Um, Middleton's minutes are, they're like in that 25 to 28 range right now. 6,400, just no ceiling. Like, I think if I'm taking a shot on anybody, it's probably Drew. Um, he's someone that's capable of big games. So I think like Drew would be the guy I think I'm looking at from Milwaukee. And I mean, it's it's a very loose recommendation. Um, the Orlando side of this game, the, gosh, the usage and minutes are so spread out still, but we really need to pay attention to this Wendell Carter Jr. news because uh, he being out definitely matters for how this all plays out. Um, Jalen Suggs is 4,200. I don't know if it's like a trend we want to trust or not, but the minutes um, has been interesting. He got the start the other night alongside of Fultz. Um, so paying attention to that for sure, but I, I want to pay attention to Harris being out. I think if Harris sits, that's where we get Suggs at excellent value. Um, and this Wendell Carter Jr. news, because who knows? Um, we're probably taking some shots on Mo Wagner if if he's out. Um, Wagner is 3,900, and he started. I would assume he starts again. Brooke Lopez has size. Wagner is someone that has size. He's 3,900. So I don't know if we're necessarily looking at like Paulo. Fultz, um, Franz Wagner, I think we're more looking at if Harris and Wendell Carter sit, we're looking at Suggs and we're looking at Mo Wagner. Yeah, the in- injury situations are really what I'm monitoring here because I'd like to save money on my um, runbacks with Milwaukee stuff. Um, you mentioned Harris being out. If Suggs were to jump in that starting lineup again, 4,200 looks really nice for him. If he can get up to 30 minutes, um, Cole Anthony was – popping for a little bit there but just hasn't hasn't gotten there the last couple of games had that one really nice game it was actually against milwaukee um just don't know that we can trust the minutes if i feel better about that if harris is out um and if if carter is out then mo wagner at 3900 definitely would would want some of that 
Um, if everybody plays, it's tough. Like I said, I probably only use these guys as runbacks to Giannis. Um, Fultz just saving the money down from Paulo, I think, is the way I would look. Um, but he is going to get, assuming Drew plays, he that's a really tough matchup for him. Um, Paulo has kind of come back to like, like he was struggling with his shot for several games there, but he's been okay the last few here, showing off that ceiling again. Um, but I, I think I'd just rather save the money down to Fultz. Um, wouldn't talk you out of Paulo though. Uh, for what it's worth, if if um, Suggs does kind of slide into the starting lineup, if Harris sits again, I think that's where Cole Anthony would be really interesting. Um, they had a really interesting rotation the other night against Portland. Um, so I think that like if that happens, I think that's where Cole Anthony, um, they checked out Franz Wagner really early and like they had Suggs, Anthony, and Fultz on the court together. Um, and like Cole Anthony, his usage was really solid in that game. It was almost 20%. So he's definitely going to get a little bit of bump if Harris is out because his counterpart um, on that second unit is Jalen Suggs. And if he's starting, um, it's definitely going to open up a few extra percentage tick of usage. Um, so I don't mind that call. But I think, like I said, my, my main targets here, if Harris and Wendell Carter out, it's really simple. If Harris sits, I like uh, Suggs. If Wendell Carter sits, I like Mo Wagner. If they both play, I don't really love the magic at all. There you go. Yep. Washington at Detroit is where we go next. Um, no total in this one? Kuzma questionable probably. Why? Yeah, I would assume. Um, yeah, no, Detroit, no total in this Detroit one. on the back-to-back just sat. Detroit on the back-to-back. So. Yeah. Um, Kuzma questionable. Monte Morris questionable. Detroit on the back to back. They sat. Um, man, was it? Is Bogdanovich sat? Hayes sat. Um, Duren sat. Stewart sat. Diallo got hurt in the game. Yeah. Um, and left Monday the night, arena so I, in a walking boot. I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Highly doubt he's going to play. Yep. Gruder missed the game. So a lot of question marks with Detroit. So no shock um, that there's no total out for this game. I have a mosquito flying. Next to my mouth, mouse, mouth, um, mic can't talk because it distracted me. Let's go Washington first. Um, if Kuzma plays, it's a matchup against Detroit. Like all these guys could have really solid games if this game stays close. Um, the guy that's been crushing is Porzingis, he's back to back really big games here. If Kuzma's back, uh, like if Kuzma plays, I think I still like Porzingis at 9k against Detroit. I don't know how many like secondary pieces I would play here. If I, I think like Wright would be the guy if you're looking for some value. I like Wright even more if Kuzma sits. Um, I think someone like Kespert could pop if Kuzma misses the game. Um, but he's not really a high usage guy, but he could potentially play like 30 minutes if Kuzma sits and he's 3,200. So definitely some paying attention here. This is a seven o'clock game. We'll get the news. Um, what are your thoughts on Washington? Yeah, Porzingis either way, just because of the matchup. Um, 9K is a fair price tag. We've seen him well above that at times this season. If Kuzma misses, I absolutely love Porzingis at that price. Beal would be in play as well at 8,200. Monte Morris does matter. We saw uh, DeLon Wright have a pretty decent game his last time out. Um, He played 40 minutes in that Toronto game, 50 fantasy points. Like that's probably not reasonable, but he can he can certainly have a big game if, if Morris sits. 
in a great matchup against Detroit. So w- wouldn't mind paying up 5K for, for DeLon Wright. Um, I believe Avdia has missed some time too. Um, he missed over the weekend, I believe. Um, but he, he's been playing he, 30 minutes pretty regularly. taken early out of that game against Toronto over the weekend. I think he only played like six right. or seven minutes. Yep. Yeah, uh, he was back in the last one, though. 30 minutes, had 33 fantasy points. So Avdia at 4,600. If Kuzma is out, I, I like that price quite a bit. Um, Gafford, I, you can play him in this matchup, um, depending on what other value opens up on the slate. Not not a guy that I think has a massive ceiling at that price, but in play for sure. Um, really just monitoring Kuzma news, though, for Porzingis would be one of the top spends on the slate. If Morris misses, certainly can can get some DeLon right. Pay attention to the Kuzma news um, and the Morris news. It can it could really matter, especially if like Detroit's very shorthanded um, again. So definitely going to be paying attention to that. Let's talk Detroit's. Um, no idea what to expect here with this. Um, I think Bogdanovich plays. I think it was just like a veteran's first end of a back-to-back kind of thing um it was like a hand injury for Hayes so I don't know really what to expect for him Duran has been out um what for two almost three weeks now so who knows if he'll be back um and then Stewart's been out for a couple weeks so a lot of question marks I really don't think Diallo plays um yeah he might not play again this season if it's like a high ankle sprain or something so um, I mean, as best as you can, give me your thoughts here on Detroit. Yeah, this is a tough one without the injury report. Um, I agree with you that I think Bogdanovich was rest related. He probably makes it back for this one. Hayes, I believe is an actual injury. So not sure he's, he's going to play here and Duran and Stewart are definitely actual injuries kind of assume they're going to be out again. So I, th- I think we have to look right back at Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman um, have been paying close attention attention to this rotation and how they utilize these guys. They played together on the court quite a bit on Monday night, 60 minutes combined for them. Um, rather than just splitting 48 center minutes, they combined for 60 minutes. Um, so 12 minutes on the floor together. That's significant, and that puts them both in play for me. Um, especially when you look at Washington on the other side, who runs a lot of Gafford and Porzingis together. Um, I think it it makes a lot of sense that both of these guys could see pretty significant minutes here. I know Bagley failed as massive chalk Monday night. I'm I'm going right back to him. 5,500 is just, it's not enough. Um, he's too cheap. If he's going to play 30 plus minutes again in the spot, he's just too cheap for what he's been doing. Uh, been getting a ton of rebounds, scoring the basketball as well. One down night is not going to scare me off Marvin Bagley. Wiseman's a little trickier. He he has struggled a little bit. Um, only saw 24 minutes in that on Monday night. It seems like they backed off him a little bit. But 5,300, if he were to run out there for 28 minutes, very much in play again. I do like the matchup for both of the bigs. Um, probably off Ivy with Bogdanovich back. Just don't, don't like the price as much. Diallo missing could open up like Alec Burke should have a pack to minutes again. Um, and RJ Hampton is the guy we saw get a little extra run without Diallo. He's still minimum price. So again, if, if you get like Hayes, Duran and Stewart out again, I think you can play RJ Hampton at uh, minimum price. 
So my, okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree with almost everything you said there. Um, Burks was like been dealing with a little bit of an injury. So do they sit him on the second end of a back-to-back? Do they limit his minutes or was he just playing too well? And they didn't want him out there on Monday night. I'm not joking. I'm being serious. Um, so yeah, I mean, Diallo sits and Bogdanovich comes back. RJ Hampton's minutes. I, he had a really good game in 20 minutes. Um, so I don't, I don't want to like overreact to that, but if, if everybody's out again, <laughs> they only have so many active players. Um, they played eight guys at least 20 minutes. Um, so I, I mean, the, the rotation should be solid depending if everybody's out again. So this is really just one of those situations where luckily it's a seven o'clock game and we should get news on both sides of this one. Because if we did if we didn't have news on this one, it would be a slate that I would not love. <laughs> Charlotte at New York facing the Knicks. We have a two thirty-two and a half total here. Knicks nine and a half point favorites in this one. On the Knicks side of things, Jalen Brunson is questionable. On the Charlotte side of things, Ball, Maldon, Martin remain outs. We'll go Charlotte first. Um no Lonzo Ball. Terry Rozier has really not stepped up and had like a big game yet. We've seen Ubre have some big games. His $7,200 price tag, you know, Gordon Hayward was someone that has, was playing really well and then kind of remembered that he was Gordon Hayward. And listen, Gordon Hayward was really good at one point. When he got hurt a few times, it just slew, it slowed him down a little bit. Um, Charlotte's a tough team. Like my favorite play from Charlotte's probably like DSJ. Like he's still under 5k. He his minutes are are consistent enough. Um and he probably doesn't get taken off the court like right away if this game gets ugly. I mean, the Knicks are absolutely rolling right now. Nine straight wins. Um Knicks the better team here for sure and yeah, I mean, I'm struggling on the Charlotte side of this to to love anything. Yeah, pricing is adjusted for the most part, um, at least with Rozier. Like, he's really struggled with his shot uh, since LaMelo went out. Um, you'd think that he'd be able to pay off this price tag with no LaMelo. Um, he's taking nearly 20 shots a game. He's just not making many of them. Uh, so until we st- see him start making some shots, it's it's tough to play him at premium price tags. Ubre is the guy who's been scoring quite a bit, but now the price is adjusted. 7,200 is a tough ask in a slow, like New York is a much slower paced team than Charlotte. So kind of a pace down spot for the Hornets here. I don't know if I want to pay 7,200. I, I like your DSJ call. He's still cheap enough. You can take some shots there. Um, even in, in a blowout, he probably gets a little extra run, even if they take Rogier off the court. Um, so I, I agree with you. DSJ at 4,900 looks nice. I'll probably take some stabs on Ubre too, just because he's flashed 50 point upside with no Lamelo. Uh, but it is a it, it's a tough price tag. Um, do have a ton of interest on the other side though, so probably looking for some runbacks here. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing 150 lineups, even if you're playing like a 20 inch max, like if you're playing multiple lineups over like five today, I think that Rogier and Ubre both need to be in that conversation, um, just because like. You mentioned it, Rogier. If he has one good, like good shooting night, um, he's definitely somewhat capable of a big game. But we've, I mean, his numbers have just kind of flattened out, and he's eight K. Like he's 
he's almost overpriced because ball is out. So it's tough. Ubre, the minutes, like this is a guy that has no problem shooting the ball. Um, and he's someone that can rebound really well. So um, I don't mind Ubre. If I was going to choose the two, I mean, I'm going to save the 800 bucks. On the next side of things, you mentioned some runback options. Well, first of all, one of the biggest news things that we have that we're going to be looking forward to tomorrow um, is Jalen Brunson. Missed Sunday's game. Um, so obviously this news is huge. That game went into a ton of overtimes, but like quickly played really well. And he played a lot before the overtime. So like, let's not just say, oh, we got there because of overtime. He was doing really well before overtime. He's 5K. Mitch Robb is 4,900. This has been a guy that's been playing really well recently. Gets a fantastic matchup against the league's worst team against centers um, in Charlotte. So, like some value here. I want to obviously pay attention to the news. Um, if Brunson's out, I mean, we're looking at Barrett. We're looking at quickly. I think, you know, a guy like Mitch Robb is in play regardless. Julius Randle is 9,900. It's a great matchup. This team struggles against bigs. The price tag is really hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, the only way I'm playing Randall is if Brunson is out. And I believe, I hope he's low owned because I love the spot for him. If if there's yeah. no Brunson, he's been taking a ton of shots, a ton of three-point shots. Um, I wrote him up, I think it was Sunday on the expert survey, and it, he's taken like 10 three-pointers a game, 13 in each of his last two. Like, dude's shooting a ton from, from behind the arc. Um 9,900 feels like a lot, but he has that 60 fantasy point upside in him. This is a matchup that he can absolutely go nuts in. Um, RJ Barrett kind of left for dead and thought that he was going to be unplayable the rest of the year, but Brunson being out really brought him back to life. He he shot the ball really well uh, in that game against Boston. So if, if Brunson is out, I think you can certainly play Barrett. Quickly would be the priority. Dude played awesome. Like you said, even without overtime, he was smashing um 70 fantasy points because it went to overtime but he was going to finish with like 50 some fantasy points even before the overtime so awesome game from quickly go right back to him if Brunson misses um I think you could even take a shot on him if Brunson does play he's been seeing solid minutes off the bench like it's going to be low 20s 5k is a tough price tag for that type of minutes but he's a guy that can uh, put up a bunch of fantasy points in a hurry so I, I don't mind him as a deep tournament play even if Brunson does play and then Mitch Rob, like you mentioned, just far too cheap. Best possible matchup you can get for a center. Um, he should absolutely crush that $4,900 price tag. I have interest all the way up and down this Knicks lineup. Um, even Josh Hart at 4800 you can take some some shots on him too. Um, probably want Brunson out to be able to do that, but 4800 he can pay that off. Yeah, Charlotte and San Antonio are just so bad against centers. So bad against centers. Um, it's just – I know – it's like rinse and repeat, and I say it every all the time, but I mean it's just true. They're they're just bad. They're really bad. Um uh, really quick shout out to Derek in YouTube chat. He said quickly had 67 DraftKings point at the egg, end of regulation the other night. So there you go. There you go. I uh, knew it was 50 plus. Yep. Good so stuff. Shout out to him. Shout out to Richie too. Always play centers against Har yeah, Charlotte. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it works. All right, we got 76ers and the Timberwolves. Uh, no total in this game because Vegas is like, we're not doing this again. I feel like <laughs> I feel like they might have gotten crushed a little bit. They were probably like really happy when Boston was beating Cleveland. 
And then Cleveland somehow ended up winning that game because I know like when we were talking about on the podcast last night, it was like one and a half and then went two and a half. And I know it was like three and a half until almost like 10 a.m. Um, and I know a lot of people that jumped on that one. So um, not seeing that mistake here. Philadelphia second end of a back-to-back no total in this one. Uh, Minnesota, Noel is out. Carlton Towns is out. We'll go Philadelphia first. I mean, Tobias didn't play on Monday night dealing with a calf. Um, so, I mean, that is one thing to kind of pay attention to. Um, Embiid has played double doubles this season, back-to-backs, not double doubles, back-to-backs this season. So I wouldn't be shocked if he plays. I wouldn't be shocked if Harden plays. Tobias, I think, is a little bit of a question mark. I mean, if Tobias is out, Maxi's 5,800 against Minnesota. Um, we saw the 76ers and Pacers just score a gazillion points. Um, Jalen McDaniels had a really good game with no Tobias Harris. So, I mean, a couple pieces to watch. Harden and Embiid are just playing so good that it's really hard to play either one of them right now. Because <laughs> I know it sounds kind of weird, but, I mean, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick the right one, right, is kind of the issue. Um, this matchup against Minnesota, I feel like just the savings to Harden is what I would be most interested in. Um, I like Maxi either way. Um, I played a ton of him on Monday night. He he didn't fail by any means, but he, he didn't do enough to like take down a tournament. Um, he scored the points, and that's about all, which is unfortunate. Like you probably need twenty upper twenties real points from him. Um, Tobias being out certainly helps his path to that. So I, I will be monitoring that. I think you can play him either way, but definitely a stronger play if Tobias sits. Um, and then Jay, uh, McDaniels, like you said, had a really nice game. He's still just 3,100. Like that as a value play, certainly. Um, yeah, I mean, nice pace spot here for Philly as well. Minnesota is one of the fastest teams in the NBA. I believe they're about fifth. Um, so I am highly interested in here, probably Harden and Maxi before Embiid for me, just for the, the price savings. Um, and then monitoring Tobias to see if we can play somebody like McDaniels. Minnesota side. I mean, oh, I don't know what to do in Minnesota. Um, talk, sell me on something, Keith, like. I know, like, we know the ceiling of a guy like Anthony Edwards. His ceiling is always there. His shots kind of have gone down a little bit with Gobert coming back, um, which concerns me a little bit. But, I mean, I'm listening. Sell me on something, or I'm just – I'm walking away from this situation. Yeah, I mean, it's paying up for Anthony Edwards, I think, is my favorite thing. I know we haven't seen a ceiling from him and feels like a long time. Um. But it's, it's still in there. Like, this guy has been having a great season. I'm certainly not playing Gobert if Embiid is in on, on the other side. Like, 7,500 for Rudy. Probably not. Um, just get me up to, to Edwards. Conley's fine, but never never a piece that has massive upside. Um, I would rather play Kyle Anderson in that same range. Uh, he's a guy that's shown a little bit of ceiling. But, yeah, I, I mean, it's – a slow paced Philly team is the matchup here. So I, I think you just play Edwards for the ceiling. If you're looking for value, it's probably Kyle Anderson for me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You didn't really sell me anything, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, maybe someone will... Maybe someone in a pop in projections or like Philadelphia rest some people or something. But as of right now, it's just not a spot that I love. Um, and I mean, if you watch Monday's slate, that did not work out. That game was really high scoring. All right. We got the Warriors and the Thunder 241 total in this game. Warriors, a four point favorite seems kind of low. Um, maybe I'm missing something here. Draymond's probable. Iguodala's probable. You know, obviously Gary Payton's out. Wiggins is out. Um, Curry's back. Poku remains out. Kendrick Williams is out. Jalen Green or Jalen Williams is questionable. I know this game's in Oklahoma, but four seems low. Um, am I missing something here? What are your thoughts on the Warriors? Um, I mean, OKC actually has played solid defense this year. Um, 11th in defensive rating. Wiggins out for Golden State. Maybe it's saying Draymond's going to miss as well. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. The, four does feel a little bit light, but I don't think it's like egregious or anything. Um, Steph back. We saw him play the minutes. He's priced up. Um, thought we might get a discount in the first couple of games back with Steph, but he's all the way back above 10K already. I don't know that he's going to get like his full run, we saw 32 minutes. I, th- I think that's probably the range he stays in for a game or two here, 32 to 34, rather than like the full 36 minutes. So I don't know that I, I love Steph in this spot. And him being back like kind of hurts everyone else. Like Clay at 8,100, Poole at 7,600, probably too much for those guys with Curry taking up a bunch of usage. I just – I don't have a ton of, of interest in this Golden State side. Um like even Looney's priced up to 5k like pricing's tough here with stuff back i think it was uh i mean obviously i think it was really good to see him shoot 20 times and he's a guy that's like a 34 ish um minutes and a night guy so like 32 is really close um I, i i agree with you he's not like doesn't have his typical like huge ceiling of like 40 minutes um but I mean, he checked out early in the first, came back and played most of the second, checked out early in the third and played more most of the fourth. Um, they gave him a little break in the fourth, but nothing too crazy. Um, I, I think more of just seeing him put up 20 shots was really good. Um, he's not afraid to shoot, score 27 actual points. So 
Uh, they started Curry, DiVincenzo, Green, Thompson, and Looney the other night uh, with no Wiggins. So I would assume that we're going to be looking at DiVincenzo starting until Wiggins comes back and they using Poole off the bench. But I wouldn't be shocked if Poole closes over, over DiVincenzo um, for what it's worth. So, but yeah, I mean, they closed with Anthony Lamb the other night, which I thought was really interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, DFS-wise, right? Like, not a ton of interest. Um, the Thunder do struggle defending the three-point line. So, like, if you want to take a shot on anybody, I think it's Clay Thompson. I know the price isn't, like, great. But in two matchups against this team this season, he's averaging 35 actual points, uh, 48 fantasy points in those matchups. So I, I think like a guy like Clay is who you're taking. Um, I mean, Curry crushed this team earlier this year. Um, I think he had like eight or nine three-pointers made in that game. So, I, I mean, typically at these prices, I wouldn't have a ton of interest. But knowing just how bad the Thunder are defending the three-point line, I think you could take shots on Curry or Clay and just hope one of them gets on fire because we know, we know, when they start shooting and making, they don't stop shooting. So um, we can see you see five three-pointers made in a quarter from one of these guys when they're hot. So tournament-wise, I think you could take shots on Clay or, or Steph, but I would probably lean Clay just because, like you, I'm a little concerned about the minutes for Curry. I could see Clay playing like 36. I don't know if I can necessarily do that from Curry yet, but I mean, we're not like in crunch time yet, but like we're we're there. Like the West is so close, like every game kind of matters right now. So uh the Warriors are back up in the fifth spot, but I mean it's so close that you're not taking any games off. So maybe we do see Curry getting a couple extra minutes and back to 35. I don't think he would have came back if he wasn't 100% ready to be back for what it's worth. Superstar. Thunderside. Um, what are your thoughts here on OKC? Uh, SGA, SGA, SGA. Um, they announced over the weekend that they'd be monitoring his minutes down the stretch. And then immediately he after that announcement, he plays 37 <laughs> minutes. Oh, what the hell? I, I don't know what to do with SGA. I really want to play him. Dude's been awesome all year. He does everything for this team. A really fast-paced matchup against Golden State. They have played at the fastest pace in the league this year. So this is a really good spot for SGA if he's going to play 36 minutes. If he's going to play 28 minutes, 10K is probably too expensive. i probably take a shot one more time. Until I get burned by the minutes thing, I'm, ju I'm just going to keep playing him. Um, especially in this high-paced game against Golden State. It's it's tough after that. I would need Jalen Williams out to even consider anything else, and then I'd be looking at somebody like Lou Dort, um, who has not been great recently. 5,700 is also not a, a price tag I'm in love with, um, but I think the minutes would be locked in above 30 without Jalen Williams. Um Maybe Saric would start at the four. We've seen that a couple of times. He's 3,300. Um, so Jalen Williams' questionable tag does mean something, although it's not comfortable, um, even if he gets ruled out, because we just really never know what Oklahoma City's going to do. Yeah, I mean, so my only other concern, like, with the bigs for Thunder is, like, Robinson Earl came back, like, a couple weeks ago, and he's, I mean, he's not playing a ton, but he's playing enough where it's, like, eating into the minutes just enough where it's like annoying <laughs> um yeah i mean 
SGA has struggled against the Warriors this year, and I don't want to look into that too much. Um, Giddy has done really well in pace up spots. It's 8K, man. It's a tough, a tough, tough price tag. I know he like he still played well the other night with SGA back, but it was Utah. Golden State's a better defense than Utah. Um, I just I don't know. I what's crazy, like the Thunder are like still in it too. Like the West is so tight that like 13 of the 15 teams are still in it. Um, and that's, it's just like mathematically, I mean, anybody can win in the West on any given night. So yeah, I just, I don't know, man, I want to play giddy. I just don't want to pay the price tag. All right. Nets rockets, two twenty nine and a half total here. Nets seven point favorites. Um, <laughs> say Houston is really trying to lose without say Houston's really trying to lose. Um, <laughs> Ben Simmons is out, and that's it. That's all we got for injury report for this one. So let's go Brooklyn first. Um, I mean, I think, like, tournament-wise, Bridges is really interesting. We know, like, the ceiling that he has. I think if you want to save some money, Dinwiddie, I mean, it doesn't get much better than facing Houston for any type of guard. So I mean both of those guys I think are in are, are in good spots. Um then it kind of like the rotations have been nice. Like let let's give Brooklyn a little credit. They obviously lost <laughs> superstars and you know they got a lot back for you know losing those superstars, but we're starting to see like better rotations here recently. Um yeah, I just, I mean, Cam Thomas has kind of lost his minutes. That's something to pay attention to. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I think Dinwiddie and Bridges are safe, and they have a ton of upside in this matchup. Yeah, Bridges is, has just been awesome since coming over to Brooklyn. Obviously, first time in a, a lead role, and he's taken to that really well. 30 real points in three of his last four games. Um, so, like you mentioned, even at 8,100, Big time upside. Uh, dude's been playing the minutes too. Like we we knew we could count on him for 38 minutes or whatever in Phoenix, but he just would not get the usage. Now he's playing 38 minutes and getting all of the usage. Um, so Bridges is a fantastic play, especially in this matchup. Houston has allowed the most made three-pointers in the NBA this season. So always a team that I target three-point shooters against. Uh, Cam Johnson at 5,900. I don't like, I don't hate that price tag. Uh, certainly a guy who can make, plenty of threes in a given game. Um, it, it does stink that Cam Thomas has not really been playing. Doesn't seem to be a part of this rotation outside of a few minutes here and there. Um, so that's tough because this is a game I think he could really thrive in. Maybe in a blowout, Cam Thomas could get loose and put up a ton of points like we've seen him do in a short amount of time before. Um, but I think I'd probably take Cam Johnson, who I know is a part of the rotation is gonna and is going to see the minutes first. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Bridges and, and Cam Johnson for me are the, the main two. I don't hate the, the price on Dinwiddie or Claxton in an awesome matchup. You can certainly take shots on those guys too. All righty. Um, Houston, Houston, Houston. Um, I mean, the Easton's been playing well. The minutes are kind of there over 28 fantasy points in five straight games now. Um, really like his price hasn't really gone up um at the top though like sangoon 7300 he has the upside to do really well in any matchup um 
with KPJ and Jalen Green back, it's really just gosh, it's really tough to trust the Houston team. Um, I mean, obviously a Brooklyn team that again, like they gave up a lot. They're still kind of in the playoff hunt and a Houston team that obviously doesn't want to win games. So I could see Houston still playing their guys in this one and like Brooklyn still winning. I don't know what to do with Houston. I like Jalen Green's price tag jumps out at me a lot, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's tough. KBJ missed so much time um, yeah. that I was a little concerned, like what what it looks like when he comes back, because Shangun didn't quite have this role before KPJ went down. Um, but Shangun played well alongside of him, uh, actually better than he has been playing. It was San Antonio, which you alluded to, is an awesome matchup for centers. So I don't know that I want to put too much stock in that right away. I probably want to see it another game or two before I rush to play Shangun. I love the Tari Eason call, 4,800. Dude's been playing 30 minutes um, and producing in those 30 minutes also. So he is the first pick here. And then KPJ Jalen Green is always a toss-up for me. Um, they both can go off any given night. I think the savings of Green at 6,400 versus KPJ at, at 7,200 leans me towards Green as well. Like he just a guy that can score a ton of points on any given night. So don't mind green. Um, Tari Eason is, is the value here. Other than that, I I'm not interested in anybody else. All right. We got Utah at Dallas. Sorry. I was texting my wife trying to see if she'd be okay with my daughter missing school on Wednesday and going to the players practice round. Um, no total in this one. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. On the Dallas side, Keebler's questionable. Sexton's out for Utah, so I don't... I don't know why we don't have a total for this one. Um, maybe they're, I don't know, expected more injury news. Who knows? But anyway, uh, let's talk Utah first. What are your thoughts here on the Jazz? So I think looking at the matchup against Dallas, it, like Dallas is a team we've tended to, like we've avoided for DFS purposes in the past because they used to play really slow and they were really good on defense. That is not the Dallas team that we have seen with Kyrie Irving there. Benny Smith um, is gone, man. Huge yeah, defense. and they're playing a lot faster. So yeah. I am. Ex- this is my favorite game of the night. Um, like 
pricing is tough. Marketing missed some time. So you get Clarkson is way priced up. Kessler's priced up. But I have a ton of interest in this game environment. And playing like a marketing and Luca or marketing and Kyrie stack gets really expensive in a hurry. So I'm, I'm looking for value here. It's tough to find. I think you can play Chris Dunn with Sexton still out. Um, he's probably not going to play more than like 24 minutes, um, maybe 26 minutes on a, on a good night. Um, THT's price has come up, but I, st- I think he's still in play at 6,400. Um, hasn't been good recently. Probably play done first because of the price savings, and they're they're like THT isn't going to play thirty four minutes or anything. Like you're, they're like, if you get lucky, done plays twenty six minutes, and and Morton Tucker plays like twenty eight. Um, so give me the savings down to done, but a game environment I'm extremely interested in. I probably take shots on a low owned Markinen and a low owned Kessler at these prices, just because I'm I have a ton of interest in the game environment. Yeah, I mean, Dunn, I think, is is definitely playable. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I didn't realize Olenek's price was so high. I was going to ask you what your thoughts are on him, but I think the price is just too high. I think Kessler is still, like, playable in this spot. Um, but, like, his minutes... I mean, his minutes are fine. It's just more of his price, but... I don't mind Kessler if you want to pivot in this one. And then on the Dallas side, I mean, we're starting to get like to the point where we we're at like 186 minutes now of Luca and Kyrie playing together. And Luca, you know, he's averaging 1.45 fantasy points per minute. Um, a decrease in his like overall average for the season, which is kind of to be expected. Kyrie has actually saw an increase. So where Luca's kind of decreased, Luke or uh, Kyrie's increased, and I think it's just wanting to play. <laughs> we all know how talented <laughs> Kyrie is. It's no no question about it. But um, but just kind of looking at some other stuff here, right? Like Dwight or not, um, Tim Hardaway per thirty six minutes when he's on the floor with Luca and Kyrie together, which has only been about forty four minutes averaging 10 less fantasy points per 36. So he's really saw a dip. Christian Wood hasn't played a ton with these guys, but he saw a huge dip when he's on the court. So really the only guy like benefiting from Kyrie and Luca playing together is Kyrie. Um, He is $3,000 less than Luca. And like Luca's averaging 1.45 and Kyrie's averaging 1.33. Give me the discount. As much as I love playing Luca, Give me the discount on Kyrie on this slate. Yeah, stole my thunder there a little bit. I, gotcha. I complete, completely agree with you, man. Um, I've been doing this for a while, Keith. <laughs> it's it's wild to say, but Kyrie, because of the savings, like he's he's been awesome since coming over to Dallas. Luca has been hurt a little bit. Don't get me wrong. Luca can obviously go out and drop 80 fantasy points anytime, and this is as good as matchups get against Utah, uh, especially Utah on the road. Like this is a, a fantastic spot. One of Luca or Kyrie are absolutely smashing tonight. I might make a rule where I play one of them in every single lineup. Um, like I just I just feel that confidently that one of them is is going to absolutely crush tonight. So I prefer Kyrie also because of the the massive savings. Luca can certainly get it done. Probably get lower ownership on Luca, um, and I don't have a ton of interest in the rest of the team. 
Reggie Bullock can kind of get there at times at 3,700. Josh Green, if he plays the minutes, can get there at 3,900. None of them are really comfortable plays. I'm, I'm hoping we get more value that opens up and we don't need to go there, but guys that are okay to take shots on, I suppose. All right, finish it out with Memphis at LA taking the Lakers to 26 total here. Lakers are two point favorites. Um, long list here. Mo Bamba's out. Anthony Davis is probable. LeBron's out. Um, D'Angelo Russell is questionable with the ankle sprain. Memphis side, Stephen Adams out. John Morant out. Brandon Clark out. Let's go Memphis first. Um, First and foremost, just wishing um, positivity to John Morant. Positivity to him. Um, That is a really tough situation, and we live in a day and age where mental health is um, just – gotta got to really pay attention to your mental health. So John Morant will be okay, and we hope he will be okay. Let's say it that way. Um, So just positive positive wishes and vibes to him, and hopefully – uh, everything works out for him, but on the basketball side, on the DFS side, I mean, Tyus Jones, 4,900, not enough. Um, I know he was 3,100 last game. Not enough. Um, absolutely love Tyus Jones in this spot. Like he's just, his usage is going to be crazy until John Morant comes back. And until that happens, he's not going to be priced high enough. Um, this is a guy that probably should be like 7,500 with John Morant out, if not more. Um, you know, looking at, we have sample size for not for just like one game. We have sample size for like year, like sample size. So Tyus Jones, um, obviously a ton of interest in him in this spot. Uh, once we get past him, I mean, it doesn't like it, you have other plays, right? You could, you could definitely take some shots here on triple J. You worry about foul trouble for him in any matchup. I think you could take some shots on like a Desmond Bain who if he's shooting well, he can break any kind of slate. So I think that's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, but Tyus Jones is like the main piece for me here. And I mean, he's probably going to be really popular. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like him a lot, but I, I like Bain too. I think Bain, if everyone kind of flocks to Tyus Jones, which they should, I think Bain would be a guy that we could play with or without um, without Tyus Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Tyus Jones is the best value on the slate, um, probably no matter what else opens up. Um, I mean, we just saw this guy. I don't, I don't think you can expect 25 points and 12 assists again, but 15 points and eight assists is very much in his range of outcomes. He's going to play 30 minutes. He's going to be the main ball handler. Um, I do think Dylan Brooks coming back hurts him. I know Brooks hasn't had the same usage this year as he has in seasons past, but without John Morant, I I might take some shots on Dylan Brooks here. I think he does hurt Tyus Jones a little bit just from a ceiling perspective, but Tyus is still the best value on the slate. Um, He's going to be the highest owned guy on the slate, and I think you probably want to be over the field on that. Agree. Desmond Bain is the other guy I'm really, really interested in here. Um, he's got 30, he can score 30 actual points. We just saw it. This is a better matchup than the last game. Um, he's, he's going to be the primary scorer for this team. Um, unless Tyus Jones does his thing again, or Dylan Brooks decides to shoot a bunch, but he doesn't generally make his shots when he decides to shoot a bunch. So yeah, Bain at that 7,700 is a little bit underpriced as well. 
Triple J has upside. I certainly will have exposure to him. Um, just a guy that can put up a ton of blocks and and get there that way. Um, can put up 25 or 30 points and get there that way. Uh, double doubles in play. So certainly we'll have exposure to Triple J. Um, people just don't like to play him. So I expect the, the ownership to be fairly low on him. And I, I get it. Like the foul trouble is always frustrating. And it's a thing that's never going away. Um, but just without jaw, there's so many more shots available for him. Um, you, de- I, you definitely have to just take some exposure. The Tillman price with AD on the other side, I'm not sure that I, I get there. Um, he's fine. I wouldn't kick him out of a lineup if he happens to fit. He does have power forward eligibility, which is nice. Um, but 5,400, probably priced about right, where most of the other guys on this team are, are just a little bit too cheap. So really quick, just kind of looking at the situation, um, they used Tillman a lot on um, Anthony Davis. They played like a week and a half ago. Um, they played on February 28th, so a week ago-ish. So they used Tillman on Anthony Davis a lot. Tillman ended up playing quite a bit of minutes um, in that game. So definitely interesting. I don't expect him to like shoot 17 times again, where, I mean, he definitely benefited in that game. He had 11 rebounds, 18 points, had 41 fantasy points. Um, I don't know if that's a, maybe that's a ceiling game. I don't know if that's the same type of game that like we should be looking at for a guy that is typically in like the five to eight shot range. Um, but I mean, coming off of a Clippers game where he shot 14 times, so who knows, but Maybe with Morant out, we see Tillman shoot a little bit more, but they definitely used him and liked him against Anthony Davis. So I definitely, if he stays out of foul trouble, I think he plays 33-ish to 35 minutes in this one. So I don't hate Tillman in this one. Yeah, the Lakers, Brandon Clark so, injury is a, is a big deal because before yeah. Tillman, his upside was like 30 minutes. Now you could see him into those mid-30s. With no, no Brandon Clark, they just don't have a lot of big bodies. So uh, Tillman is certainly going to be out there. Agree with you there for sure. Laker side of this one is definitely interesting. Um, man, Anthony Davis is definitely at the top of my list as far as like overall studs on this one. I want to see if Russell is going to play or not. He's 6,300 if he does play and he doesn't have any kind of restrictions. That price tag is phenomenal. <laughs> um, definitely going to be looking at that situation and then. I don't know if I necessarily love this spot for Schroeder. I don't, his price tag is kind of in that like weird range. I really might just be Anthony Davis. And if Russell plays, maybe some Russell, I don't think I want to touch like any of this like situation that we've been trying to figure out for the Lakers. Yeah. Anthony Davis, the clear play here. Um, one of the best spend ups on the slate. Um, Russell coming back would be interesting. Again, would have to, I would want to know more about the minutes and, and what their intentions are. Um, he's been out for like, he, he came back for one game, but other than that, he's been out almost a month. So I have to think he's probably somewhat limited, but the price is at a point where he could still certainly pay that off even in like 28 minutes. Um, so if Russell does play, I I'm interested there. Don't love the shooter price kind of with you there. Vanderbilt has come up again, thankfully, so we don't have to keep chasing that. Um, 5,500, I, I, no thanks. Um, there's probably upside at that price. Not something I want to chase here against Memphis with Triple J protecting the rim. 
grabbing like just Tillman is a good rebounder. Like not the spot for Vanderbilt. I don't think these guards you, I probably have some interest in. Um, we've seen Lonnie Walker have big games. Austin Reeves has had big games like tournaments. I'll probably mix those two guys in a little bit. Troy Brown has played. Okay. I don't, they're all cheap enough. They're not necessarily minimum price anymore, but they're still 39 to 4,200. Those three guys I just mentioned. So I think they're, they're still, still in play. I probably chase that a little bit. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Like I said, I hope you're all having a fantastic Monday night. If you're watching on YouTube or Tuesday morning, if you're brewing some coffee back on my tea kick, Keith, like, I am definitely a sucker for like fresh seeped tea, um, steep tea. Like, you know, I, yeah, I like the caffeine. I don't love the taste of coffee. I'll drink it. Especially I'm a big when I'm coffee tired. guy. So yeah, you're a big coffee guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Favorite play under 5k to go seven X. Who do you got? This one's easy. I'm, I'm taking the chalk. Tyus Jones, 4,900 too cheap. Yeah, too cheap. Yeah, listen, I'm not. There's no sugarcoating it. Too cheap. I'm gonna go Mitch Rob. I knew we would probably be really close to those two guys. Um, Mitch Rob, forty nine hundred. It's a matchup against Charlotte. I'm not overthinking this one. Over eight K to go under five X. Who is your bust today? You have me a little nervous about this one. You made some good points about Oklahoma City giving up the three, um, but Steph Curry at ten one feels that feels aggressive for his second game back. Don't think he has upper 30s minutes upside. So it's, it's going to be tough for him to get, get to 5X to 10-1. All right. Uh, all right. All right. I'm not with you on this one. I hear you, though. <laughs> um, I'm going to go SGA. I'm going to stay in that same game. I think SGA might struggle in this one a little bit. Um, I mean, I think he went 47 the last time they played, so I would just barely get there. But I'm going to go SGA. Favorite 6X play, and I know that's risky. I am all about taking some risks, and I'm not here for cupcakes. All right, I'm here for the jelly beans. Favorite 6X play today? Kyrie Irving, awesome matchup against Utah. Took my guy. <laughs> just a good spot for him. No, I'm not letting you talk. No, I'm just kidding. Go that's it. I mean, we, we talked about just how good he's yeah. been with Dallas. They, Dallas is playing at a faster pace. He's benefited from playing alongside of Luka. It, it seems to be working well. 9,300 is too cheap for a, a fantastic matchup against Utah. Going back to the well, we talked about it. Um, I wrote down two names. This was the second one. I'm going to go Marvin Bagley. I know he burned us all. It's okay. I didn't play Halliburton. You probably didn't play Halliburton if you play, you know, a single entry lineup. Like you probably didn't play him either. So like it's okay. It probably wasn't going to be our night anyway. But I get it. I get that Marvin Bagley did not do his thing tonight. I'm going back to the well. Um, really like Marvin Bagley if everyone stays out for Detroit. And I think that a good majority is going to be out. Um, so yeah. I Let's get weird GPP play of the 30, day. 36 minutes. He's gonna smash. Yeah. I'm not Generally. worried about him. Yep. Who's your let's get weird GPP play of the day? I talked about that Dallas Utah game being my favorite game environment of the night. 7K for Walker Kessler. I don't think many people are getting there. I like it. I'm, I like I'm definitely it. Definitely going to have some exposure. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I 
the more we like went through the podcast, the more I was like, man, Kessler, Kessler seems nice tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to save some money with my let's get weird GPP play today. I'm interested to see what his ownership is. Maybe I'm off on this one. I'm terrible at projecting ownership the night before, but give me Dillon Wright for Washington. Um, just a guy that's in a fantastic matchup against Detroit. If the game does kind of get out of hand a little bit, he's not coming off the floor. Can look to right to pair him with Bagley and you know get some nice value on both sides here. So give me give me rights. Any bets um, standing out to you here night before? There wasn't a lot before we jumped on lines wise, spread wise. Um, just refreshing now. It looks like there's quite a few out actually right now. Um, you know what? I'm actually looking at Monday night. That's why there's so many available. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. Still nothing for Philly or Detroit, which makes sense. Yeah. Nothing jumping out. You mentioned the, the golden state spread being my, only minus four. I'm, I'm with you on that. That feels a little bit short. I'd be on the golden state side of that. Nothing really standing out outside of that. Brooklyn is anywhere from minus six and a half to minus seven and a half. I'm seeing that that one feels a little bit short too. I know the Rockets are getting healthier, but man, Brooklyn Brooklyn feels like a much better team than six and a half. Certainly, bet MGM's where I'm seeing that at. Um, I mean, the only thing that like jumped out at me is Dallas minus six. I think Dallas is better than a six point favorite against utah um but that's like really close line wise too um but yeah i mean that's the only thing that's like jumping out of the page to me no fantasy pick em props or um plays that i like yet so we're just we'll roll with um, a couple bets here and check out some fantasy pick em plays later in the day that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.